Hello, everybody. Welcome to another coffee break, although at this time of day, I better have water or I'll be up all night, and I, at my age, don't need to be up all night. So anyhow, it's a Sunday here in beautiful Colorado. Um, we had a little bit of snow this week, and it's all kind of melting off and uh, getting slushy out there, um, which makes my dog walks just a little bit interesting. Um, I had a couple of things on my mind today, but I think the thing that I'd like to spend some some time talking with you about is how people perceive you. And one of the things that's been tricky for me in my lifetime is that people know me in a number of roles or in a number of, I don't know, I don't know how to say it really. They, they, they remember me for one thing above all else. Um, so it's really interesting to me when I go to a place where people know me primarily as a musician none of them seem to be aware that I also am a coach and that coaching is actually my primary business. They have a tendency to, to think that music is my only thing and that I don't have anything else going on. And then there are the folks like at my kid's school who know me as a parent, but they don't know that I do music and they don't know that I do coaching. So they see me as, as Bodhi's dad and they don't have room for any other concept of who I am. And then there are the people who know me as a coach who don't know these other things about me. Well, one of the things I think is really important for us to remember when we are putting ourselves out there is that people generally have room in their minds for one association. It's like, it's difficult for them to process that you are more than one thing. And so one of the things that I would ask you to think about is how do you want people to remember you? Like what role? Do you want people to remember you in? I have several clients that this is a challenge. Um, a couple in particular come to mind. One client is um, a therapist who also um, wants to move more into the art world. Well, people know this person as a therapist in the community and are just shocked when they find out what a fine artist this person is. And I think it's really interesting that in order for this person to be able to move more into the artistic direction, um, there's kind of a re-education that has to happen. So one of the things that's challenging is this person's online presence for the last 15 years has all been around the therapy practice. It's not around the artwork. And so a new website with the artwork is in, you know, is in the works. But when people Google this person's name, they're probably not going to find the art website right off the bat. They're going to probably find the therapy website. So one of the solutions that we had to come up with was how do you present the artwork in the same realm as the therapy so that people know that both are real? And not that one's going to be more important than the other or one's going to take over the other. But in my case, the way that I ended up doing it is that I do have a separate website for my music, but I have a link to that website on my coaching page because my coaching page is on the, on the web address that I've had for now 21 years. And it's, um, it's like, that's the one web address that everybody knows to use to find me. 
Well, for many years, it was everything that I did. It included music and coaching, and it was just a big old fat mess that nobody knew anything about anything and couldn't find anything about me. And now, just having that link there takes them to my music page so that I can keep some distinction between the two, but not necessarily exclude one or the other. So it's a challenge, and I'd like you to just think about that. If you are involved in more than one role in your community, this is going to be something that's a trick for you. I have another client who's a wonderful artist, jewelry designer. And one of the things that was really interesting is that she discovered that in all of the years that she's lived in the town that she lives in, and all of the people that she interacts with, like the dentist and the dog groomer and, you know, the person who delivers the mail and that none of them knew that she created jewelry. So they all knew her as this really fine, wonderful person in the community, but they had no idea that she was a jewelry maker. And one of the things that we worked on together was coming up with a way that she could easily inform people about her jewelry. So she created a really nice little card that she can leave with people that has pictures of her jewelry, um, a, a way to get to their website, to her website, and a list of the places where she sells her jewelry around town. Well, it's made a huge difference, and people are starting to be more aware of her as a jewelry maker than in some of the other roles that she's been known. So th these are just some things to think about. People generally only have room for one association for you in their mind. What association do you want it to be? Do you want it to be that you're just a nice person? Do you want it to be that you are, you know, uh, something other than the thing that you want them to remember? What I would ask you to think about is how can you get across to them that you want them to know you in this particular role and you want them to remember that, especially when it comes to, you know, referring people to you for that kind of help. Now, one of the other ways that you can actually work around this limitation is you can start just meeting with people and talking to them about what you're doing. So uh, many years ago, it's, it's several years ago now, um, I did an experiment and it was the beginning of the year. And I said, you know, this year, my resolution is this. I am going to set an appointment. I'm going to make two appointments a week with people that I have met along the way over the last couple of years. And I've said, we either we need to get coffee or we need to have a beer or we need to have lunch. And I'm going to follow through with that. And I'm going to get two appointments a week. So over the course of that year, I met with over 100 people. And the whole point of the conversation wasn't to just, you know, wasn't to sell anything. It was just to get to know that person and for them to get to know me and to hear about what I was doing. That year was the turning point for my coaching business. That was the year that people started to think about me as a coach and as someone that they could refer people to for help with things like creative projects and with career transitions and with, you know, dealing with things like self-doubt as an artist and and lack of confidence or 
you know, some very simple marketing things. When people started to understand that that was something that I did, they started to send people to me and my business started to actually take off. So when you, when you help people understand who you are and what you do, a lot of great things can happen. Remember, they've got room for one association in their mind for, for who you are and what you do. Let's make it count. That's all I've got to say today. I hope you've enjoyed the coffee break. It's a water break at this point. Like I said, this time of day, it may, it may just as well be a beer or a wine break that we need to take. But I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope that you'll uh, subscribe and share this uh, video if you've enjoyed it with other people that you know. Um, my hope this year with all of this, uh, with all of these coffee break and your own best company uh, podcast videos, my hope is to start to reach more people who can be helped with the things that I and my guests know, the things that we do, and the things that we care about. So I hope you're having a great rest of your Sunday, and I will see you Monday. Have a good one.